I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kinda Cute. And if you are new here, welcome. My name is Bailey Evan, and on Kinda Cute, we discuss articles from the cut and my general pop culture musings. First off, I have to shout out my friend Nicolette because she left me a lovely written review, which I would urge all of you guys to do. You know I just eagerly await and check every day to see if I've gotten a new review. So again, I'm not kidding when I say it would make my day, my week, my month. If you went on to Apple iTunes and rated me five stars and left a written review and of course subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on top of that while we're plugging myself i would also love if you subscribe to my youtube channel just by searching bailey evan and follow me on instagram at bailey evan at kind of cute podcast either one of those and we can discuss the show again i say it every time but i'm not trying to have a one-sided conversation here i want to have a dialogue i want to hear from you guys so slide in. That's all I ask. I wanted to give a little update on the 96 pounds of human shit we talked about last week that was left on the moon. So just think like when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, it's it's really hitting it like a big old shit. And I listened to a podcast that Kinsey told me to listen to and I learned more about why they did this. So they left the human samples or I'm sorry, the human sample. That's, that's one word for it. They left the human fecal matter, it was also vomit, urine, any sort of human body matter. They left it on the moon because they needed more room in the ship to take home samples from the moon, like moon rocks and stuff. So to keep the weight equilibrium right, they had to leave the shit there. But I was listening to this Vox episode, it's on Vox Explained, their daily podcast. Like I said, Kenzie sent it to me. I will link it in the show notes. And I learned some really interesting things beyond the fact that that's why they left it. Um, I also learned that they unintentionally, by doing that, kind of set up a experiment about life because obviously our human matter has bacteria in it and bacteria is pretty resilient and can live through a lot of things. So the question is, after all these years, 50 years later, 50 plus years, is it still alive? Did any of the bacteria in the human waste survive? And the other crazy thing about it is the podcast talked about how so many creation myths talk about life coming from poop. And literally, it's it, Aztec culture was one of the ones they focused on. And that maybe that's kind of where the idea, the term holy shit comes from because they had... Uh, I can't. just go listen to the podcast. I'm telling you, it was holy shit. Yes, it was. It was shit that that was holy and not like holy like holes, like holy in a godlike way. So I just wanted to update you guys on that because we were talking about the lunar loo last week, and I felt like that was fitting. Uh, getting into our updates this week. You guys know I love an Architectural Digest house tour of a celebrity house. My newest favorite one is by Jay Balvin. Go figure. It was so unexpected. I need you guys to watch it and I don't really want to spoil it for you. But I have to say he's totally into wabi-sabi Japanese styling. It's gorgeous. It is maybe like my dream house, even though I have a lot more clutter, chaotic energy, Caroline Calloway bullshit clutter going on in my house. But I think if I could dream my ideal scenario, it might be Jay Balvin. I'm sitting there being like sad when he mentions having a girlfriend. He's like, oh, this is my girlfriend's like Pilates machine. I'm like, why all of a sudden do I want to be Jay Balvin's girlfriend and think that that's like a feasible thing for me to obtain? Um, <laughs> 
Anyways, I also learned from it that he doesn't drink. He doesn't have a TV in his house. He says that his house doesn't have art because the house itself is art. It's just so eye-opening, guys. You have to see it. Speaking of architecture and really shitty architecture, I'd like to make a note on the Nordstrom dressing rooms. I uh, was in there the other day. I was at the mall. It was a very peaceful experience because there was no one in there and the people who were were wearing masks. But honestly, it was like the nearest person was like 300 feet away from me because there was no one in there. Uh, And I am holding this bodysuit and I'm thinking I'm just going to buy it. I I was holding some other stuff and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy it. Like, I just think these will fit. I think they'll look cute. I don't, I just, I hate dressing rooms. I'm going to buy it. And then the sales associate sees me kind of, you know, grappling with whether or not I want to check out or not. And she's like, I just cleaned the dressing rooms. I wiped them down. They're so clean. Do you want to try something on? And I was like, okay, you know, for once, maybe I won't live in this illusion that I things are just magically going to fit me when I get them home and I'm going to go in and I'm going to try them in this dressing room. But then I went in this dressing room, I derobed, and I was brought back every like sad feeling I had as a teenager being in a dressing room. And I was like, wow, like, I think this maybe isn't me. I think this is the Nordstrom dressing rooms. And maybe it is showing me a true picture of how I look. But again, I want to live in an illusion. I want to live in denial. And those rooms are not doing anyone any favors. And I like Nordstrom. I love Nordstrom as a department store. It might be my favorite. I think it was so revolutionary the way they decided to lay out their department stores. And now even places like Target are copying them in their beauty section, I feel like. I think they've totally ripped off like the Nordstrom setup. But why? Are your dressing rooms so atrocious? Specifically, I'm talking about the ones in the junior section, like the BP section that's by the cafe. It honestly made me want to just go to the cafe and binge eat because I was like, well, everything looks awful anyways. And I normally don't think this way, guys. Normally, I'm just like, you know what? I look in the mirror and I'm like, this is as good as it's going to get today. And people die and they don't remember you for how you look. They remember you for how you made them feel. So I don't really give a shit if I feel good and cute in this dress. I don't care if, you know, there's some little lumps and bumps. But I'm telling you, this dressing room, like, they would sell more clothes if they used a skinny mirror. Like, I don't care. Like, they just need to figure it out. If you've ever experienced the atrocity that's in Nordstrom dressing room, let me know. On to a much darker, darker matter. I want to talk about Naya Rivera. I feel like everyone has heard about it at this point. When I originally wrote this in my notes, it was when it had just broke. But unfortunately, they haven't found her yet. And if you haven't heard about this, Naya Rivera, she played Santana on Glee. She went out to a lake in Southern California. She had her four-year-old son with her. And they went out on a boat. They were in the middle of the lake. And that day, I'm assuming it was the same day, another boater found the son alone on the boat. He was completely fine. He was just sleeping. And Naya was gone. And as of now, they have not found Naya's body yet. They closed down the lake. They have, as far as I know, done the thing where they sweep it, trying to find her. So it remains a mystery. But right when this was found that her son was alone, it's been presumed that she has passed there's security footage that was just released today showing her walking from her car to the boat so she definitely was on the boat with her son um she's in my thoughts I it's so awful and sad and I just think that Glee really is a cursed show I mean you look at 
Finn's character, he died of a what I think was an accidental overdose. And then Puck's character was obviously accused of um, pedophilia, child pornography. And I think it was actually found that, I mean, he did have it on his computer. And then soon after that, com- completed suicide. So, <laughs> and on a, on a lighter note than that, we have all the stuff coming out about Leah Michelle. So I just feel like it's a cursed show. And I, it's kind of one of those chicken or the egg things. I'm like, is this ryan murphy attracting maybe people who had a lot of things they needed to work through and giving those people a chance which anyone everyone should have a chance i think to even if they're struggling with mental issues to have those opportunities or did their time on the show affect them in a negative way and i don't know if that's something we'll ever know but it's just something to think about and while we're in kind of a dark vibe, we I think I mentioned how Lady Annabellum was changing their name to Lady A to get away from the word Annabellum, which calls back to plantation times. And I think everyone thought that was like a really positive move. It was kind of like with the Dixie Chicks dropping the name Dixie and going to just Chicks. Uh, but then it took a dark turn because now Lady A is suing a black singer who also goes by the Lady A, trying to get ownership of their name. And to me, it's like, hello, do we not see the hypocrisy in doing that? And that we're not like, oh, I'm just like, really? Could you just go by Lady Ant or something? Like you have to go sue someone who had this name before you? I truly do not understand. Why would they, like she owned the name before them. How do they think that that could even work? It makes no sense. I have no idea. But in happier news, our girl Sanjita Singh Kurtz informed me through a cut article that Usain Bolt and his girlfriend named their daughter Olympia, first name, middle name Lightning, last name Bolt. So it's Olympia Lightning Bolt. And is that not the most just magnificent name you've ever heard of? It's so, I love, like, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I have to say, it's better than Northwest, I have to say. Like, it's it's stunning. I love when people, like, use the first baby name to, like, work with the last name. I like to think that's what my mom was thinking when she named me Bailey Four, you know, B4. I really don't think she had that much foresight, but, I'm ch- but you know, I can dream. Uh, two people, my, my loves, Anna and Elena, have DM'd me about Harry Styles narrating a bedtime story on the popular calm app and i think you know hopefully i won't get a copyright knock here i think i'll just insert a little clip right here so that you too can listen to those dulcet tones i joke about my voice being dulcet but like come on it's not even close it's not even a competition have you ever wondered what happens when you sleep Where you go and what you feel. The places that you seek. When you start to drift away. Now let's get into our very first cut article of the day. The best high school drama you're not watching is on TikTok by Zoe Haylock. Now y'all, I have said it on here before. I do not trust Chase Hudson, a.k.a. Little Huddy. Because he was 19 years old when he started dating 15-year-old Charlie D'Amelio. If you don't know, Charlie and Chase, I would say, are the prom king and prom queen of TikTok. Charlie, I think, just surpassed like 63 million followers on TikTok. And she just started last year. So just try to 
conceptualize that fast of a blow up when you are 15 years old. She's now 16. And Chase, I mean, I'll give it to him. I think he he's a genius in the fact that he is the one who started this TikTok hype house, which is a creator house for popular TikTokers. And he said he had a knack for finding talent and he would go out and he would scout TikTokers and bring them into this hype house, which is a physical house that these people either lived in or just spent a lot of time in and filmed their videos. And as you can imagine, having a whole house filled with teenagers and underage people, it became incredibly, incredibly incestuous. And I always had a problem with the age difference and the power difference between Chase dating Charlie. But beyond that, I've talked about how I think it's so messed up that young people are allowed to be sexualized on TikTok and there is no oversight of this. So I feel a little bit ick even bringing this story up, but unfortunately I have become somewhat invested and I think it highlights the problem when high schoolers have an audience of millions and their high school drama is playing out on that stage. So the newest batch of drama started because Hype House's rival, it's called Sway House, one of their dudes at Sway House, his name's Josh Richards, he said that Chase, aka Little Huddy, we're gonna call we'll call him Little Huddy from here on out, was sending a girl named Nessa Barrett. She was a potential new Hype House member, so a popular TikToker, that Chase was sending Nessa explicit pictures and flirting with her, yada 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 while Chase was dating Charlie. So then Chase Lil Huddy tweeted, all this drama is going on because I kissed Nessa when we were both single. (sighs) Then Charlie tweeted, then you shouldn't have come to my house after without telling me. So then all the Sway House boys, pretty much, um, they started to subtweet Lil Huddy. And then Lil Huddy tweeted the following. Since all my drama has to be put on the internet for the world to judge me, let's lay out everyone else's. Anthony got with Cynthia a week after we broke up on tour. Jaden actively tried to hook up with Dixie, aka Charlie D'Amelio's big sister, at her house on the 4th of July in front of me while she was dating Griffin. Griffin cheated on Dixie with Taylor's ex, Kaylin and Bryce's XL. Jaden and Josh cheated endless amounts of time on Mads and Nessa for the past few months. Keo cheated on Olivia. And as uh, Zoe points out, if none of that means anything to you, that's fine. And a lot of it doesn't mean much to me because the only people I know in this are Charlie, her sister, Dixie, and Little Huddy. These other people are new to me. So what the fans really were on one about is they just wanted Little Huddy to make it right with Charlie. And he does say at the end of his little tweet, Twitter rant, the only person who has a right to be upset with me is Charlie, and I'm sorry I hurt her. We broke up, and I messed up by kissing Nessa. I'm not sorry to Josh. We are not boys, and we haven't been boys since he lied to Charlie, saying I had an STD six months ago trying to get her to stop seeing me. I'm not going to let these hypocrites try and ruin my life without their lives being on the internet, too. Oh, ay yeah, yeah. And then Charlie says, Stop deflecting your sick. She unfortunately spells it Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Actions onto others because you can't take responsibility. Chase, want me to talk about how you treated me throughout our relationships or do you want to continue to play the victim? She quote tweeted him. And, uh, oh yeah, and this points out, I think I said earlier she has over 63 million followers. She has 68 million followers on TikTok. 
Now, they didn't discuss this in the article, but again, because I'm invested, I know that Charlie did a live on Instagram and it was a very mature of her. And she, considering she's 16 years old, she literally probably is just able to drive. And she basically points out the problem I was saying earlier with having high schoolers acting out their drama on a world platform. And she apologized for acting immature and she's choked up during it and saying like, you know, really should have just kept between me and Chase. And at the end, she's like, no matter what happens, I still love Chase. And I just feel for poor Charlie so much. And I've heard her, I saw her on a YouTube video and she was talking about how she was out at dinner and someone asked her and she was eating, she was literally eating her food. And someone asked her to do a TikTok, like a mom asked her to do TikTok with her daughter. And Charlie was like, yeah, of course. Like, can I just, after I finish my dinner and the mom like popped off on her and made her cry. And Charlie was like, I'm just a 15 year old girl. You may cry. Like, I understand that your daughter's upset, but I'm just a little girl too. And Oh, my heart just goes out to her. I hope she is in just a strong amount of therapy already. And let's just go back to Lil Huddy's fuckboy behavior. Um, I'm sorry. Like, why is it okay that you think that calling out everyone else's poor behavior somehow alleviates of you of your own? Like, five million wrongs still don't make a right, honey. It's like, oh, I cheated on you, but look what all the homies did. Okay, wait. I just, I, I, I don't understand it. So maybe that was the drama you didn't need to know, but now you have it and now it's just, it's a little wormed into your bread, your bread. It's wormed into your brain like it is into mine. And since we are vibing with TikTok today, and honestly, I've unfortunately fallen back into my TikTok addiction lately in the past couple days, I wanted to touch on the next subject, which currently TikTok people are either freaking out over or they are blissfully unaware of, which is the following. The Trump administration is considering banning TikTok by Sanjita Singh Kurtz. She writes, bad news for American teenagers and Jane Fonda. The Trump administration is apparently considering banning Chinese social media apps, including TikTok, over security concerns. In an interview on Monday, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo told Fox's Laura Ingram, Ingraham, sorry, that with respect to Chinese apps on people's cell phones, I can assure you the United States will get this one right too. I don't want to get out in front of the president, but it's something we're looking at. Adding that Americans should only use TikTok if you want your private information in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. Now, this is crazy to me on multiple levels, partially because we already buy so much from China. I'm pretty sure that they have my data regardless of whether or not I'm on TikTok. Well, actually, I know they have it because I'm on TikTok, so they already have it. And even if the app's deleted, like they already got the data. Them deleting the app isn't going to stop China from having my data. And additionally, I think if Trump is at all concerned with getting the youth vote, I really think this could backfire on him, which isn't necessarily a problem for me, but maybe something he should consider. And it is notable that India has actually already begun rolling out a ban on TikTok and other apps. And it's The other layer of why this seems crazy to me is because this is the exact type of censorship that China itself is known for, like not allowing access to Facebook. And now the U.S. is going to do the exact same thing. So I don't know, guys. And my thoughts are even if they do this, the U.S. will just make its own TikTok lickety split. Maybe that's why I should just be doing like developing my own knockoff TikTok app and make a billy real quick, but I'm intrigued to see where this will go. And just 
you know, to tie this into some other things that we've talked about on Kind of Cute, I wanted to read this next paragraph to you. On top of ongoing tensions with China, there are other reasons to suspect that Trump may not be a fan of TikTok. After all, it was just a few weeks ago that TikTok users and K-pop stands pulled a successful prank on him. They registered for a large share of available tickets to his indoor rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, leading his campaign to vastly overestimate the number of attendees. Or perhaps he's simply not standing for TikTok star Little Huddy's egregious treatment of fellow TikToker Charlie D'Amelio. Maybe that's really what it is. Maybe he just has a beef with Little Huddy. But we did also talk about the power of the cake pop stand. So again, we love a full circle moment. It just brings it all together. Next up, are Chris Evans and Lily James hooking up or what by Hannah Gold. Now, I am glad that Jenny Slate, comedian, actress, has moved on, but I was a huge fan of her dating Chris Evans. And even when they broke up, she spoke so fondly of him, which really warmed my heart. But she's moved on, and now it seems like Chrissy Poo has moved on too. On Monday, the Daily Mail published images of the two, aka Lily James and Chris Evans, partying at the Marks Club until 1 a.m., after which they reportedly shared a cab back to Evans' hotel. People reports that James lives in North London, while Evans, who'd been isolating in the U.S., recently traveled to the U.K. to resume filming on several movies and TV shows. Neither of the actors nor their reps have commented on this apparent rendezvous. Can I just interject? Like, why are people their age, like, go, like voluntarily going out clubbing? Is the Marks Club bougie? Can someone, like, my London aficionados let me know? Is it somewhere that is like a cute, like sophisticated vibe. Because if I was Chris Evans and Lily James, I'd be wanting to go to like a speakeasy, cocktail, bougie, not not like clubbing with the, with the college kids. So then the article goes on to say the actors were still growing strong on Tuesday with an ice cream date in a central London park. Page six reports that Evans wore a New England Patriots cloth max, mask, James a bandana, and that the two appeared to be in good spirits. It seems so unbranded that Chris Evans is wearing a freaking Patriots mask. Like, could you be more New Englander? I, an ice cream date is my ideal date. An ice cream date in Central London Park just really takes it up a notch. I think Lily should realize that bandanas are not actually a very adequate form of face covering. So she might want to reevaluate that. But until then, let me know who your favorite Chris is. Mine used to be Chris Pine, but he's really gone down in the rankings. And now maybe I am kind of Chris Evans. I don't know. I know I've talked about this before. We talked about all the Chris's before. All Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt used to be my favorite. You said Chris Pine. Oh, I love Chris Pine too. Whatever. They're all interchangeable. Let's be real. Okay. Last article of the day. Look out. Love is Blind might be casting New Yorkers by Sanjita Singh Kurtz. Okay. To start, Love is Blind was that ape shit crazy show on Netflix that I didn't even finish because it became too cringe for even me. But last time they recruited in Atlanta. And I do think it's smart to recruit from one city because then after the fact, the people have more of a chance of actually staying together. So this article says that the cut was sent a tip from an anonymous Hinge user who had received a DM from a woman introducing herself as a casting producer and explaining that she is casting Love is Blind in New York City. And she said, could you ever see yourself finding love on this show? Now, one of the reasons I'm including this is because remember when we were talking about labor of love and they use the same tactic about finding people, finding cast people on 
dating apps. And I think this is so ingenious and I'm still slightly offended that no one has hit me up to be on a reality show. I'm thinking I need to really overhaul my profile. Like 30, never been on a date, but still thriving, honey. I don't know, something like that. That's what I feel like Jessica probably had on there. Like 34, wanna be married. Um, And this quote confirms that they used the same tactic last season. It says, I'm probably one of the most interesting cases because they actually found me on Tinder, which is what Damien told Ellen. Also a little like high on his his horse to think he's the most interesting because he was found on Tinder. Like, honey, I highly doubt you were the only one. He says, I started chatting with this girl, hit it off. She was like, add me on Instagram. We had a pretty good connection. Then she's like, I'm a casting producer. I'm like, catfish. (laughs) And now I'm here. So have we ever talked about how it's my secret dream career to be a casting director? I have no credentials whatsoever, but I'm just convinced I could pick people who would make good TV. It might be the one area of my life that I actually have an inflated ego about. And I'll leave you on that. If you have any casting director positions, hit me up. And last, but certainly not least, many people's favorite segment of this weird ass show, legit shit. Guys, we're doing another um, beauty product, if you will. I think I've talked on here before about how I'm into poopery. I was getting the like $20 bottle ones at uh, Ulta. Oh my God, I kept wanting to call it Ultra. Ulta. Um, They come in these like cool marbly bottles. If you Google, you'll see them on there. But I just ordered the Aesop Poo Drops. And it says they're post-poo drops, but definitely put them in before. And they have a way less synthetic smell. It's so spa-like. It's just going to make your bathroom way more Gorgiana than it already is. And they look so cute. You know, they're a little Aesop. I like these because they're in a glass bottle instead of the plastic ones that Aesop soap comes in. Uh, Again, is it overpriced? Is this something you need in your life? No, it's completely frivolous and superfluous and every other word like that. But it makes my day a little brighter, and I think it might for yours too. So check out the show notes for all of the links, and you can always find legit shit there. And I will see you next week for our 50th forking episode. Can you believe it? Like, I can't. I'll see you next week. Bye. Breaking news, because I never want to leave you guys in the dark, I'm here to tell you that Army Hammer and his wife Elizabeth Chambers have called it quits. They just announced their divorce. Army says, 13 years as best friends, soulmates, partners, and then parents. It's been an incredible journey, but together we've decided to turn the page and move on from our marriage. So sadly, another quarantine divorce in the books. Guys, they're just dropping like flies. My heart goes out to them. I'm not sure if this is insensitive to say... Actually, I know it is, but I'm predicting that Army might explore his buy side and date a man next. Hopefully not a young one like Timote. Mirin, call me by your name. I think that really opened him up and made him want to explore. Okay, see you next week. Bye.